Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. This is C-SPAN's Lectures in History podcast. This week, Professor Maurice Jackson talks about the philosophy of W.E.B. Du Bois, an influential African-American sociologist, author, and civil rights activist in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. He describes Du Bois' early life, his role as an educator, and his relationship with other activists of the time. Well, so thank you. Today we will discuss the works of W.B. Du Bois. As you know, uh, we've just ended African American History Month, and Carter G. Woodson established that in 1926. And he established it for, 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 for three, uh, four reasons. One was it was the birthday of Frederick Douglass. Uh, we don't know the exact date. The birthday of Abraham Lincoln, uh, who established the Emancipation Proclamation. And also the birthday of W.B. Du Bois. Du Bois was born February 23rd, 1868. Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our second child, and, 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 and she went in labor on February 22nd. And so uh, as we went to the hospital, I said, uh, Dear, if, if, if you have this child tonight, he'll be born on George Washington's birthday. And I have, you know, I didn't say anything about Mr. Washington. But if you hold out a couple of hours, we'll have a Du Bois baby. And you can imagine uh, uh, young men and ladies, uh, ladies, what you would say to your husband, 10 or 15 years down the road, you would you know, call him every name but a child of God, as she called me. But he was born on February 23rd, so we do have a, a, a Du Bois birthday. And in a course like this, talking about freedom, that, that there's, there's just no person that, that, that exemplifies the struggle of freedom in, in America and in the world, philosophically and socially, more than W.B. Du Bois. Uh, and he, of course, he became famous for his, his many writings. So let's just look at a bit of, of his life. And his sayings, uh, 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 this, his early years, he's born in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Uh, as he's born there, he's, he, he, he's uh, born to a, uh, uh, his mother and father. His father, uh, uh, Alfred, left the family not long after he left, uh, was born. His grandfather, Alexander, was of Haitian background, spent some time in Santo Domingo, uh, and ran a store up in Great, Great Barrington. Uh, his grandfather had uh, uh, some goings back to, the, uh, to Haiti, some mixture we just don't know. His grandmother, Burkhardt, uh, so no doubt some German uh, mixture somewhere along the line. Du Bois once said, when they asked him what was his makeup, he says, I'm a little German, a little French, a little Haitian, a little Dutch, but thank God, no Anglo-Saxon. And of course, what would he mean by that? The Anglo-Saxons were, of course, the original people who, 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 who traded in slaves. And therefore, we can see a bit of his early, of his early life, of the early life and the early years of, of, of Du Bois uh, uh, there. At the age of 12, he purchased a copy of Macaulay's History of England. And this becomes very important because this is a book that people would, would, would uh, salesmen would take uh, door to door. And as a young boy, he read this five or six volumes. It's like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, I, I guess you would say. And he went from page to page reading the history of, uh, of the world and the history of the ancient world. Uh, and, and it instilled in him uh, this great pride. And understanding Great Barrington, there were no other blacks, uh, 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 maybe one or two families. And, uh, and he was a precocious young man, but very early he became attuned to the study of books. He w didn't want to let his mother down. She wanted to educate her son, her only child. And in the school with many whites, he excelled, uh, probably uh, more than others. And in a place like that, you know how it is with <coughs> children, uh, people accept each other. Uh, races and cultures don't really matter that much. It's uh, how good you can play the game, how, 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 how you can play a jump uh, rope, 
uh, how you can, can uh, bring your mother's cookies to school and all those type of things. And so he had never had any racial incidents until one day he goes to school and, 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 and kids are passing cards. Cards, you know, they uh, like greeting cards, and they exchange them each other. And this one girl wouldn't exchange, wouldn't accept his card. And then he saw the first racial incident. If you are uh, African American or perhaps Spanish or or or, or some other uh, ethnic minority who's come and, and can be considered, considered oppressed, you most likely remember the first time you had a racial incident. I can remember exactly the first time I did. Uh, it was in the South. Uh, my brother and I were walking. Uh, someone was driving a pickup truck. And he said, I smell a gar. And he said, what kind of gar? And he said, a knee. And you can know the rest of the words are there. And I can remember just as it was yesterday. But generally, when people make racial epithets, they're always going away from you, never coming uh, 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 <clears throat> towards you. So uh, he early recognized that. His talents were recognized very uh, early. And so uh, he excelled in school. Uh, his mother told a story of once uh, he wanted some German uh, textbooks. He didn't. Uh, have the money to buy them. He had worked in little stores in the morning and things like that. His best friend, Lucas, uh, had a, uh, 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 he was somewhat mentally challenged, I guess would, would be the worst, uh, uh, best word. And he had some difficulty in learning, but they became best friends. And his friend's mother bought him the set of German books. The mother would never accept anything from anybody else, uh, Du Bois's mother, but in this case, she did for his son. And he excelled early on in German and, 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 and won many of the debate uh, prizes. Uh, the people in town saw how talented this young man was, and so uh, they wanted to make sure he went to college, and he applied to many. But, of course, he was from Great Barrington, and so he would, of course, want to go to Harvard. And that was his, uh, his dream school. As they took up money, the people who owned the stores and others raising the money for him to go his first year, but not to Harvard, because they could accept him as a black man, as a smart black man, but not to their premier institution. So instead, he went for two years at Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee. And at Fisk, of course, he excelled. He'd never been... Uh, 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 down south, and his early years uh, 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 there became uh, uh, just uh, uh, very important to him. Uh, he left and went to, uh, uh, as he went to Fisk uh, University, and this is uh, Livingston Hall, uh, the main hall on the campus. Uh, even when I went there, um, uh, many, many years later for, for a year to uh, a young man walk up and they could never go into the dorm uh, uh, because it was uh, just all girls. And Fisk became famous for his Jubilee Singers. Uh, school opened in 1866. Uh, he went there later. And the Jubilee Singers, as we've uh, talked before, uh, uh, were the authors of the, uh, of the modern version of the Negro Spirituals. And in fact, the stage, the school, uh, uh, the, uh, the choir traveled throughout the world and sang many, many songs. Now, it, 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 we'll come back uh, 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 to it uh, in, a mo- in a moment. <clears throat> but at Fisk, he, 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 he learned uh, something that he had not seen before. He went down south and he went to other parts of Tennessee, Fisk, Nashville, Tennessee, and there for the first time he saw poverty, the poverty of, uh, of his people. He saw blacks who couldn't read and write, people who walked uh, uh, around barefoot, people who had spittoons and things in the house. They taught him slop jars. He saw people who had to wash their clothes outside with the boiling pots. He, he saw the experience of, of people, none who'd ever gone to school. And, uh, and as you read the souls of black folks, you read uh, about a young girl named Josie and others. At Fisk, however, he excelled, and, his, and, and, and in his work, uh, he finished in a, a four-year course in two years. Then he applied uh, to Harvard, and then he was accepted, where he uh, in, in, in encouraged a rigorous study uh, 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 there. Uh, at Harvard, and you can see, he studied with the great philosophers of, of, uh, in American history. First, Albert Bushnell Hart was one of the great historians uh, in American history, one, one of the first uh, 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 great ones that, uh, of the 19th Century and Hart was a, an empiricist in all things. He taught uh, Du Bois the importance of learning facts and of writing well. George Santayana, a uh, sociologist, and William James, of course, uh, uh, the writer. And he wrote his, uh, 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 he won a prize in his senior year, and he wrote, of all people, on Jefferson Davis. And he wrote about Jefferson Davis in the South and the rise of, 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 of slavery. From there, he applied uh, to graduate school, but first he wanted to go uh, uh, to Germany. And he wanted to go to Germany for several reasons. First, because of the way under the Von Ronke School and others, uh, the way women learn empirical knowledge, the, the, the ability to use facts. Uh, uh, has anybody ever seen the film Kojak, the movie Kojak? The bald head guy, and, and, he's, uh, and he says, just the facts, baby. And so Du Bois wanted to learn the facts. Show me the facts, and I can interpret it myself. Remember, the Quaker said, I don't need the word to preach you. 
just show me the way and I'll I, I find the Bible myself. And so Du Bois very uh, much was in that sense. He spent two years in Germany. Uh, he wanted to get a doctorate in Germany there at, uh, at, at, at Humboldt University, but the German, uh, his German peers uh, uh, resented him because he was in many ways smarter than them. He had, uh, and protested, and he did not get his doctorate there. Uh, at the same time, when he was in Germany, he, he has different feelings. He sees the racism of his fellow students, yet as he walks around in Germany, he sees something different. He doesn't experience that racism. It, 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 it is what, what he became uh, uh, later on. He talks about the dualness of, of, of things. Uh, at Germany, of course, as you see there, he studied economics at Wilhelm University. And he studied political economy. Political economy is the development of ideas based on the ideas of Ricardo Perry, and, of course, later on, uh, 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 Karl Marx uh, in the theory of uh, political economy, the use of ec uh, uh, economic structures to understand the modern world using the theories of Hegel and the dialectical theory of, of Hegel's uh, that we've spoke about before. And he started looking at concepts of race and pan-Germanism. And he saw race is a positive and undeniable force in history. In, in other words, being black was not a negative for him. It was a positive. It, it was who he was, and he wanted uh, uh, to explore that. And later on, he came back to look at it. We look again. Uh, after he left <coughs> uh, Germany, uh, he went uh, back to Harvard and completed his doctoral uh, uh, studies. And in the last year, as he's writing, he, uh, he uh, takes a job at Wilberforce University. He had looked at many schools all over. He applied, and to just May, he could not get a job. Uh, they taught classics in modern language. And by the classics, that means Greek and Latin. Uh, 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 he also taught science and, and biology. He developed two lists when he was there. He was a young man in town, and of course he was wearing the, uh, 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 the top hat as Germans wear. He, he wore three-piece suits all the time. He wore spats on his uh, shoes, and he's there. Uh, he's invited to dinners almost every night. And of course he's a young man uh, there. He's alone. And so as a young man, he's thinking maybe about marriage or future uh, or his future. And so he saw all these young ladies, and everybody was invited to dinner, and the families. And so he made two lists. And uh, on one list, it was uh, the young women who could do what? Could speak French. What else? Could cook. To serve tea and set a table. And, uh, and then on another list, uh, 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 it was those who had great intelligence. Uh, and so he made the list. He had one woman that was on both. And, of course, this does sound a, a, a bit silly, but it's actually true. And on the list, this is the woman who, who found a boat for Nina Goma. And uh, soon uh, 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 he married her, and not long uh, later they had children. In the process of doing this, he finished his uh, doctoral thesis at, at Harvard University. And his doctoral thesis is a classic, Suppression of the African Slave Trade in the United States of America. And what this study did more than any, it looked at every state legislature, every body, and developed a list and documentation about the way the slave trade worked in each and every state and where slaves had come from from the other regions. The first time it had ever been done. Uh, and he did it based on his empirical knowledge of facts and going back through every colonial constitution, South Carolina, Virginia, and others. Uh, and as he said, he wanted to make uh, the connection between uh, scholarly in inquiry and truth. In American history, there are many schools of, of, of social thought are doing that time. Some are called the Nationalist School, and the Nationalist School was that school only to preserve the integrity of America as it saw it. Another school was called the Imperial School, and the Imperial School was to, was to reflect the idea of, 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 of British imperialism, of, of, of the British society. And then, of course, later on, the Progressive School, which, which sought to, to, to include Africans uh, in the equation, but not just as slaves, but as men and women. So he wrote this uh, 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 book. Uh, it came out in the uh, Harvard uh, 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 series, inaugural series in Harvard Historical Studies, and became a classic in its uh, uh, own day, African Slave Trade, 1638 to 1870, suppression of, of, of that trade. Of course, as we know, this international slave trade ends in 1808, but slavery continued in America until 1865, until the uh, Civil War. Uh, while at Wilberforce then, the first year he finishes his, uh, 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 this study uh, and becomes Dr. Du Bois. Uh, he applies for other jobs. Wilberforce is a, in many ways a stifling place, not too many places uh, to go. Du Bois was an erudite man. He liked opera. He liked uh, concerts. He liked museums. He wanted... And he applied for jobs, and lo and behold, he got a job in Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia, he got a job working on a, uh, uh, on a study 
of, uh, 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 of the city. And what he was to do was to study uh, uh, the plight of Africans uh, in the African Americans in that city, to look at their social economic conditions, their folk life, the folklores, and, and get an idea about them. And it became the first empirical sociological work of its kind. In fact, this ushered in the period of what we call urban sociology. And uh, he went uh, ward by ward. You, wards in, in D.C., of course, the eight wards, you know, the U.N. Ward uh, 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 three here. <clears throat> You've heard of, of uh, in New Orleans where the flood was, it was what? The lower ninth. Well, he went into the eighth ward and spent hours and hours. Now, here's a man uh, attuned to, uh, to all the great languages and empirical learning, and he goes door to door. There should be four people doing it, but they only hire uh, uh, him one. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. And then, uh, and this is a study, this is where he went map to map, interviewing people. And it really set the stage for what we see now is, is the modern interviews. As you know, uh, uh, when people want to, uh, 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 to, to, to see the type of people who are going to vote, they do it. Now they say they can do what? They can say working class whites are voting for Donald Trump. You answer that uh, to me. I don't uh, know why. Uh, they would. Uh, African Americans in the South, they can look at the numbers and they can say many will uh, go for, for Mrs. Clinton. They can go to Vermont and other places and see who's voting for who based on polls, based on study of, study of ethnicity. Du Bois was the first to actually do this, uh, 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 ward by ward. And at the end of this, it came a book called The Philadelphia uh, 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 Negro. Uh, <clears throat> now, in the Philadelphia Negro, he also did something else. He paid great tributes to the role of the Quakers, and I've spoke about the Quakers uh, before. And he's played a great role in the education of blacks in Philadelphia to this man, Anthony Benizet, who I've spoken to you before, Anthony Benizet, who became the founder of modern anti-slavery movement. But the beauty of Benizet, as, as, as Du Bois I spoke, was that he found the first school for blacks, uh, uh, a continuous school for blacks in Philadelphia, and one of the first few in, in, in America, the African uh, Free School. And, of course, uh, in the other book, Suppression of Slave Trade, he said, on motion of one, probably... Anthony Benizet, a resolution was, was put forth to call for the Quakers to bring an end to slavery in America. And so he had great appreciation uh, 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 for that. The next year, he got a job and he moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and there to work at the Atlanta University. And there he taught sociology, sociology and empirical studies. And empirical studies could mean statistics, could mean some forms of science. Again, he taught Greek, Greek and Latin. And his son, Burgard, of course, Burgard after his mother's family name, uh, Goma Dubois. Goma, uh, uh, of, of course, after the uh, uh, mother. Anybody ever watch the Andy Griffin show? Nobody knows, but Mike. And, you, and, and, and what, is the, what, is the, what is the other guy's name? Goma Powell. So Goma, is, 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 it can be a southern name, but in this case, it's a northern name. And he has a son, uh, Burgard, who's born. And you can see how beautiful and precocious the uh, little lad is. You see the kind of uh, uh, dress uh, that he has. looks like a uh, a young girl's dress, but that is the way uh, of the Victorian style. And Dubois is very much a Victorian. The child gets sick. He takes him throughout Atlanta. No white doctor will, will, uh, uh, will help him. Uh, it would have been common. Uh, it would have been common up until probably the late uh, uh, 60s uh, uh, in some places. Uh, and uh, he couldn't find a doctor. And so the son dies of a disease which he could have easily been cured of. From that, Du Bois wrote one of his great uh, works on the passing of the uh, firstborn. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, uh, in his uh, book, The Souls of Black Folks, and we'll come to that uh, later. But while Du Bois is there studying this, he noticed other, other things, other tragedies occur. And one is the tragedy of lynching. Uh, he's walking somewhere, and he passes a, a, a place, and, he, and, and uh, there's a Klan rally and a Klan uh, display, and there he comes upon uh, a, a, a jaw, and it looks very much like pickles in a jaw, which you've seen. But instead of pickles, what are they? They're the knuckles of a human being. Uh, I can remember being in the South in the late 60s and early 70s, and I actually have seen uh, men's body parts uh, 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 put in pickle jars outside of Southern Klansman's building. 
uh, uh, there. It was a, a, a token, a token of the repression, a token of the fear that we've spoken about. And the same year he uh, sees that, uh, 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 he starts documenting uh, certain lynchings. Remember the year he was born, 1868, 291 uh, 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 blacks uh, 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 lynched. The years he's in, in Atlanta, in the early 1900s, you can see the numbers uh, are lynched. And of course, we're talking about uh, lynchings before. Du Bois, uh, 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 as he continues his scientific research, uh, uh, he, uh, he uh, gets a uh, post uh, to work to begin a study of the uh, American Negro, as he said. And he did it with uh, the work of A.P. Murray, who was an uh, African-American, a printer from a prestigious family, who was at the Library of Congress. And he starts putting together an exhibit on the achievements of the African-American man at dawn of the 20th century. Uh, 500 photographs and, 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 and many pictures of scientific and technological process of Africans. And uh, as he's there at the Paris Exposition, he wears uh, uh, the clothes that, uh, that he uh, had worn in Germany. Top hat, uh, three-piece suit, vest, uh, pocket watch, pocket square, very much uh, 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 the Victorian. And as he's there... He, he used this theory to, to contradict and, and chastise and criticize the theories of Booker T. Washington, uh, which we've spoke, spoken about. Booker T. Washington had spoken at the Cotton States exhibit a couple of years before and with his famous saying, as you know, cast down your bucket where you are. Cast down your bucket. And as you put your hand to pick it up, your hands can operate uh, in two ways. In all things economic, they can be as one. But in all things social, they will be as separate as the five fingers. And, of course, we know that there is no such thing as separate but equal. But, but, but Booker T. Washington put forth the theory that Du Bois was now challenging, and, 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 and we'll speak a, 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 a bit about it, more on the Paris exhibit. In 1903, he published his magisterial work. is perhaps what people call the Negro Bible, and that's the souls of black folks. Uh, he becomes the, uh, the, uh, the preeminent voice uh, when he writes this. Souls of Black Folks is written first in serial form in a dial magazine and some articles in Atlantic Monthly. And as you look, and as you look in the book, you can see uh, 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 th that he does something unique. He, he, he has a, a verse, which is a verse of a Negro spiritual, and then he'll have a poem uh, on the other side, very much uh, uh, in tradition of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of Du Bois uh, uh, and his own work very much like uh, this. You see the poem on, uh, on one side and this. Uh, his famous uh, poem was, uh, uh, was one of the, a uh, favorite poem was one that Dr. Uh, King always uh, uh, read. And this is by James Russell Lowell, the great, uh, great uh, 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 poet. And uh, the most famous lines are, truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne, yet the scaffold sways the future, in behind the dim unknown, standing of God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. And of course, King used that. Truth ever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. And what does that mean? Just off your head. Truth ever on the scaffold. And what is a scaffold? I mean, what is a scaffold? Just off your head. If you're an artist, you know what a scaffold is. Uh, isn't it a form of framework it's a framework. It's a framework. It's like a ladder. It's, it's something you stand on. As I told you, I used to work on, on ships for some years. And I'd go out in the middle of the ocean, and they would build scaffolds because it's cheaper to work on a ship out in the ocean. Uh, if you've gone to the, uh, 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 to the Washington Monument, you see the scaffolds, right? And the men and, and women, in this case, go up on the scaffolds to help. Uh, if you want to paint, uh, they don't do it now, but in the old days, if they were painting a, a building like, like, let's say, Healy Hall, and it's made of hard plaster, men would go on the scaffold and paint. If you watched uh, anybody paint the Cistern Temple, how are they painting? They build up a scaffold, and they have to go on it, and they lay on their back. As you know, Michelangelo laid on his back for, for a long time to paint. And scaffold, truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. So what is he saying? Truth forever on the scaffold, and the scaffold represents who? What does the scaffold represent? It represents the average human being, the working man and woman. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. The throne represents what? Off your head, what does the throne represent? The high and the mighty, the kings, the, the ones whose words you must always follow. But uh, 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 the truth will last forever, and a lie will stand alone. So, see, they're playing with words. And so he used those as he thinks about the souls of black folks, the, the dualness of, uh, of people. And, and, and with this, 
uh, he wrote this book, uh, uh, and it became many ways called the Negro Bible. It's written in three parts. One part historical, one part sociological, and one part deeply spiritual. And I played uh, in, in this class uh, uh, some of the Negro uh, uh, spirituals uh, 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 for you. And you can see uh, 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 the names of some of those, if you look on the side, on the side there. Uh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. And that, that was the poem. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows... Anybody know the words? Huh? My sorrow. Okay, but before that, n n nobody knows but Jesus. Now, in the original uh, uh, way, it was nobody knows like Jesus. And there's a difference between like Jesus and, and but Jesus. And the civil, civil rights people later on changed the words. If you said like Jesus, then you mean somebody else does know the troubles. If you say nobody knows but Jesus, it means what? Only Jesus knows. If you say like Jesus, then you mean that other people can join you in the struggle, that you have not given up. If you say but Jesus, it means that you only look for salvation or freedom in heaven. And so uh, the words steal away, steal away to Jesus, steal away, steal away home. And stealing away to Jesus means what? Stealing away to, to heaven. But steal away home means stealing away to, to freedom. And others, swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot. If you get there before I do, tell all God's children I'm coming too. And so swing low, sweet chariot means that if you get to heaven before I do, tell everybody how good heaven is. But if you get to freedom, you tell them what? I'm coming too. I'm coming after you. So he used those beautiful terms. And he wrote about the meaning of the spirituals. He called them sorrow songs. But he called them sorrow songs because they tell of death, suffering, and unvoiced longing toward a truer world of mystery wanderings and hidden ways. Now, Du Bois spoke of them as, as sorrow songs. As I mentioned before in class, Fresh Douglas looked at them a little bit differently because uh, 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 Douglas says that, uh, 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 that often the people who are oppressed sing, and they sing to sometimes forget it or sorrow, but also think about them. Uh, uh, I'm happiest when I, uh, uh, when I sing, but also I can be sad when I sing. And so you look at the different songs. As I told you about the blues, uh, people will sing the blues. Do they sing the blues when they're, when they're happy or do they sing the blues when they're sad? You don't always sing the blues when you're sad. Uh, 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 Ray Charles, I got a woman way across town. She's good to me. She, she's good to me. She gives me loving and money, too, and nothing for me that she wouldn't do. Is he sad? He's only sad one time. And that's when his wife catches him with the lady over town. Otherwise, he doesn't have the blues. But it is the blues. And if I've often said, uh, 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 sometimes you listen to country western music, which I do uh, from some, is, is, uh, uh, sometimes on Sunday mornings because they know other good music on. It's nothing but the white man's blues. So they're different forms as, as we listen to that. And now, uh, in his uh, a book, he takes on, again, uh, The Souls of Black Folks, uh, Booker T. Washington. And Booker T. Washington, of course, uh, 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 is, 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 is the leader of African-Americans at the time. And Du Bois says this. Easily the most striking thing in the history of the Negro since 1867 is the ascendancy of Mr. Booker T. Washington. It began at a time of war memories and ideals were rapidly passing. A day of astonishing commercial developments was dawning. A sense of doubt and hesitation overtook the freedman's son. Then it was this leading man began in his career of Booker T. Washington with a single definite program at the psychological moment when the nation was a little ashamed of having bestowed so much sentiment on the Negro. It was concentrating his energies e elsewhere. His program of industrial education, conciliation to the South, and a submission in silence to political rights. And so he challenged the idea of Booker T. Washington, which was to accept things as they are, to go slow, to just uh, uh, participate in industrial education. And the best way to establish the difference between Booker T. and W.B. was this uh, poem by a great poet, Dudley Randall, uh, wrote in 1969 at the height of the uh, Black Power Movement. It seems to me, said Booker T., it shows a mighty lot of cheek to study chemistry in Greek. When Mr. Charlie needs a hand to hold the cotton on this land, and when Miss Ann looks for a cook, why not stick, why stick your nose inside a book? I don't agree, said W.B., is I should have the drive to seek knowledge of chemistry or Greek. I'll do it. Charles and Miss can look another place for hand at cook. Some men rejoice of skilling hand and cultivating in land, but there are things, others who maintain the right to cultivate the brain. And so what is he saying there? It's, 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 it's the struggle between 
industrial education and advanced education, between mainland education and the right to, uh, to knowledge. And, and Du Bois and, 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 and Booker T uh, uh, took on uh, 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 this with glee. Now, it's very interesting about Booker T because Booker T, even though he disagreed with, with Du Bois' program, and in one case in the early 1900s, when Du Bois was looking for a job and couldn't, uh, 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 he's moved all over, he wanted to come and become assistant uh, principal of uh, the public schools in Washington, D.C., of the Negro schools, and, du- and Booker T. Washington undermined the effort. But when he was at Wilberforce uh, some years before and applied for a job, uh, come to find out, one of his classmates, Margaret, who had been at Fisk, uh, was, was Booker T. Washington's second wife. His first wife uh, had died, and Margaret uh, was there at Tuskegee. And Booker T. Washington offered him a job at Tuskegee. But this is before Booker T. Washington, uh, W. Boys, uh, so openly disagreed with his policies. A year or so later, he founded uh, 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 something called the Niagara Movement. Niagara Movement was the forefront of the NAACP. They met in, Du Bois would say Niagara, but Niagara Falls. He was joined by other great leaders, uh, William Monroe Trotton, Ida B. Wells, Ida B. Wells from Memphis, Tennessee, who had become the great uh, writer against lynchings uh, in the South. And they both uh, wanted to start, they all three wanted to start this to, uh, to refute the idea of Booker T. Washington's submissive uh, 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 fight. It was time for blacks to fight. And Du Bois listed three things, the right uh, to education, uh, uh, the right to vote, uh, and the right uh, uh, to full particip- participation in the uh, uh, American uh, political system. Uh, and, he ch- and so all of these uh, people came and met in Niagara near the uh, Canadian border to found this uh, organization called the Niagara Movement. And, the next, uh, in, in, and you can see the dates uh, with the 1905 until 1909. In 1909, they had an initial meeting at Harpers Ferry. Harpers Ferry represents what? Harpers Ferry is the place where John Brown had his raid, and there, uh, and of course, uh, uh, they are black and white because the people who found in WSP are some very uh, uh, wealthy uh, white uh, philanthropists, <coughs> and of course, many black leaders. And they found this at Harper's Ferry in 1909. The journal uh, that they find, uh, uh, the magazine, is The Crisis, and there, Du Bois are, are there. Uh, found the crisis uh, 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 at the same time they found the NAACP on the 100th anniversary of, of, uh, of Lincoln's birth. It is interracial. It is involved in legal struggles. Uh, 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 the Grand versus U.S. case, and outlaws the grandfather clause. It's fighting for that. And the grandfather clause mean, was the notion that if your grandfather didn't vote, you wouldn't be able to vote. So it quickly fights for the rights of uh, 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 African Americans all over. Uh, the magazine, it starts, it's called The Crisis. Uh, 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 magazine uh, uh, there. And the Crisis Magazine uh, starts uh, uh, with many uh, uh, different uh, issues on many different topics. Uh, the next uh, year, he publishes uh, his seminal book, uh, John Brown. He often said that was his favorite book. He wrote it uh, f- uh, from, head, uh, from head, no documents, no footnotes. He wrote it in tribute to John Brown. As we said, the NWSP is founded. Uh, at Hopper's Ferry. Now, as you know, he had this great appreciation for John Brown. Do you remember what Douglas said about Brown? I have lived the life of a slave. He died in slavery. Who was the better man? And for Douglas, it was, it was uh, John Brown. Uh, he said it was probably his worst book, but also his most enjoyable book uh, 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 there. And since then, of course, uh, many books have been written about uh, uh, this man, uh, uh, John Brown. The next year, he goes international, and he found something called the Pan-African uh, uh, Movement. The Pan-African Movement uh, is a movement to bring forth Africans and c- people from Africa and Caribbean, c- the Caribbean, blacks in Latin America and the United States together for an international conference uh, uh, to speak about the oppression of, Af- of black uh, people. And he wrote the same year uh, uh, to the nations of the world, and it was a plea signed by all these leaders. And here you can see there to, 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 to develop policies uh, uh, to, to decolonize the African countries, to bring equality to blacks, uh, to stop the lynchings, to stop the terror, to stop the robbing of the resources of Haiti and Ghana and Guinea and many other places. He starts this, and by 1919, it has developed so much that they cannot call for a Pan-African Congress, which is called in, in Manchester, England. They had five of those between 1919 and 1945. He'd want to have the first in uh, America, in the United States, in New York, but uh, Woodrow Wilson would not uh, allow uh, the other delegates a visa. 
They did not want these blacks to come in. Remember, by 1919, many Africans uh, had fought in World War I with the, Senegal, with the French forces, the Senegalese, the Ghanaian forces. Uh, many uh, blacks, such as James Reese Europe, have gone and fought with, uh, with European forces, and they've come back to America. Uh, they went to France and got great diggings. In America, they were just treated uh, the same as they were before. And this is the first international gathering of the people, of people of color, period. Uh, uh, following, uh, during that same time, World War I uh, has started, and Du Bois, for the first time, uh, 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 falters, uh, really. During World War I, he called for Americans and soldiers to close ranks. <clears throat> and what he said is, now is not time for political education. It's time to close ranks and fight against the, uh, the German uh, forces. And many black leaders criticized him. You mean put down all of our desires and all of our struggles that we've been pushing all these years to close ranks uh, for an army and a people who don't accept us at home? So it created a great uh, 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 debate amongst the, uh, 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 the soldiers there. And uh, he had these uh, uh, ideas you see in the crisis. Uh, we make no ordinary sacrifice, but we make it gladly and willingly with our eyes lifted to the hills. And here as he's saying that this is the great James Reese Europe, the great and, and noble Cecil. These are the great founders of modern uh, 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 jazz there. And this is the 369th Regiment out of uh, Harlem. Of course, the 372nd came out of Washington, D.C. And as I told you the story, uh, I, perhaps I didn't, as they go to France and they're playing this jazz, this version, and all of a sudden people are looking up, what is, what is this? The French looking bewildered. And then they hear it is the Marseillaise. When they see that, they, they, they applaud in glory. And the French have never stopped liking jazz, and jazz musicians have never stopped uh, 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 liking uh, France. Uh, but, but, and, and as Du Bois uh, 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 writes that in the criticism, and then he changes his tune, because politicians and people change, and he writes uh, later on as people come back from the war, we return fighting, we return to fight. We shall be victorious. And he's calling again for African Americans to join together. And of course, that's in the midst of 1919 riots, which I spoke to you uh, before, where uh, many soldiers who had fought in the war come home, including Washington, D.C., and are beautifully lynched. Uh, as he does, as he's moving, uh, the rise of another popular figure comes, and that is Marcus uh, uh, Messiah Garvey, born in Queen Anne, uh, uh, Jamaica, uh, a very uh, uh, dark-skinned man, elo eloquent speaker, very loquacious, uh, and builds a base many times more than what Du Bois and all the others together, because he, he, he plays on the sentiments of, African peop of black people as African people who've, who've never deeply gotten uh, uh, the rights. Uh, there. And he plays in the bass, and, and he walks around in, in military uniform. The women are dressed in uh, white, such as the, even, uh, uh, the Eastern Stars, and creates a, 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 a great, wonderful organization. But it's based on one notion, and that is of the Back to Africa movement, assuming that, uh, uh, that he will be able to, uh, uh, to go there. Where in Africa? We don't know. You don't know where you're from. You don't know what country uh, you're from. You know what region. As I mentioned perhaps once before, Oprah Winfrey, uh, uh, for years, uh, I thought she was Zulu because she wanted to be like Mandela. She takes the DNA test and she finds that she's Igbo or something from from uh, from uh, 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 from West Africa. But she finds that she is 100 uh, percent black. There's no been no white blood that is uh, 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 mixing her family. Oprah Winfrey, so she's pure black and she's a billionaire. You couldn't be better <laughs> than that, in my opinion. And so and so Garvey uh, uh, was of course deeply suspicious of. Uh, he walks into the NWCP office one day and he looks and everybody is, as they say, light, bright and almost white. And, and uh, as, as Du Bois is criticizing him because he has this narrow base of just wanting to go back to Africa, Garvey is, of course, uh, chastising and criticizing uh, 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 Du Bois, too. And we'll, uh, in other class, we'll deal with their great uh, uh, differences uh, over p p p political philosophy and things like that. A couple of years later, uh, uh, Du Bois, uh, Marcus Garvey, tries to form the Black Star Line a ship line that's going to go to uh, and take Africans back to uh, some ports in Africa. Uh, it fails. The ship cannot get out of the port. It takes a lot of money to run it. I spent a couple of years working on big ships. It takes a lot of money to run a ship and to repair it. And he had bought a second-hand ship. It didn't get out of, out, out of the water. Uh, during a period of time, then, Du Bois is constantly uh, disillusioned with American society, and he feels that more radical answers should be uh, uh, developed. He has a, a, a contradiction within the NAACP. You remember that during the Scottsboro case, when these nine young African-American men are pulled off a train and accused of raping uh, white women, the NAACP takes no action. It takes no action because the NAACP is very leery 
of taking on any case that, number one, they think you can't win, and number two, if they think the people may have been guilty. We found out the young uh, black boys were absolutely not guilty, had been accused of something that they were, no, uh, they were not involved in. He'd become disillusioned with the, uh, the role of the NWCP on his leadership of, of Walter White. And he moved steadily to the left. Now, he had, as I said to you, he had studied in Germany, so in Germany he had started reading uh, some of these works. The Bible, of course, Critique of Poor Reason, by Origin of the Species by Darwin, thank you, and Karl Marx's Das Kapital, uh, and, and he reads uh, especially the preface to the to the condition on political economy, and there he writes about uh, critique of the uh, of political economy, and there he writes that just as just as a human error cannot judge itself by that particular area. Men cannot judge each other by what they do at that particular time. And it's not the, it's not the uh, a man who determines his consciousness. It is the consciousness that determines the man's reasoning. In essence, it is not you who determines your external conditions, but external conditions help form who you are. And, help you, and your conditions of life help form your consciousness about things. One does not have to be a working man to understand the plight of working people, but or working people who work every day do understand the plight a, a, a little bit better. So he was trying to use philosophical understandings to understand, uh, to look at the p problems of the world. And he used that critique uh, uh, to write uh, one of the great books of American history, The Black Reconstruction. Which, uh, and what he basically says in this book, he treated the black slaves as, as, as workers who were exploited. The book came out in 1935, uh, reviewed in almost every... Uh, 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 a publication in the country from the Atlantic Monthly to the nation to all the black press. But it's panned by the, by the uh, NWCP and also panned by the mainstream uh, uh, white press. And, uh, but a couple of years later, Eric Foner, the greatest uh, uh, Columbia historian and Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, 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 wrote a revisionist history of black reconstruction, uh, of reconstruction and gave great praise to this original uh, 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 work. Because he was chanting the Dunning School and others, and many of the earlier schools had said Reconstruction was a failure. It led to the rape of whites by blacks. It led to the tearing up of the South, even though, if you look at the records, there were very few examples of African-American men actually raping white women. But many, many examples of the lynchings, as I've given you in, in, in your chart. And so Du Bois is, 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 is going back to his, uh, his scholarship. He, he has a robe. He's back and forth with the NAACP because of his, his differences. But then... Something happens. 1937, this organization has found this Southern Negro Youth Congress. Uh, Esther Jackson, she's now 98. She's my uh, a godmother. This is the great Paul Robeson. I think if you saw the film the other day, you see these names. And here, young people from the South. James Jackson from Richmond. Esther Jackson from uh, uh, Cooper from, Arle from, uh, from, from Arlington. Uh, uh, Louis Burnham, born in, uh, in, in Guyana. Dorothy Burnham, his wife, who just turned uh, 100. And they moved down south. All these northerners moved down south to find this organization that's going to find a fight for uh, democracy. And at its founding, two people are there, the two greatest Americans living at the time, in my opinion. Paul Robeson, we'll deal with Robeson at length uh, another, another time, and, of course, W.B. Du Bois. And uh, it becomes very active in, 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 uh, 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 in the south. And here, again, are some of the uh, 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 pictures of the founders, uh, Dorothy Burnham and many others. Uh, the Southern Negro Youth Congress, therefore, is the predecessor to organizations like the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. It's based itself on the principle of revolutionary uh, uh, democracy. Uh, du Bois continues to fight and continues to be active and plays a major role a a a as a consultant to the founding of the United Nations uh, in San Francisco. Uh, he's there because he wants to bring together uh, 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 the plight, uh, discuss the plight of the African nations as was espoused in the Pan-African uh, uh, Congresses. Uh, as he goes there, of course, uh, soon he con comes in conflict with uh, Mrs. Roosevelt. Mrs. Roosevelt, of course, the grand dam of, uh, of, of, of American uh, political society. Uh, as she would go and work with uh, blacks in the South, uh, 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 she was uh, chastised. As she fought for the rights of blacks in Washington, D.C., when Mary Anderson could not perform at the, uh, at the uh, uh, Constitution Hall, Mrs. Uh, Roosevelt is there. When she goes to meetings and blacks and whites in the front, and blacks in the back, or whites on one side, and blacks on the other side, she takes her chair and she sticks it in, in the middle. 
uh, to show. And she also uh, uh, becomes a great leader. She, she fights for the institution of the Dyer anti-lynching bill. Her husband, Franklin, would not sign an anti-lynching bill because if he signed it, he felt he would lose the votes of the South. And also because he's going to Warm Springs, Georgia, every year in Klan country, where uh, because of his uh, condition of his, his legs, he goes and goes into the hot springs. Uh, but his wife does not demur. She fights. But they disagree. On the pace of, uh, of uh, uh, Du Bois and Mrs. Uh, Roosevelt disagree on the pace uh, of that. And soon after that, in 1947, he presents the UN with an appeal to the world, an appeal, uh, it's mainly appeal to help the colored people uh, of the world. He, uh, the next year, he, he becomes involved in a, in a campaign, I guess, uh, would be somewhat similar to Bernie Sanders' campaign, the 48 election. Uh, the man, of course, there is... Uh, it's Henry Wallace and, of course, the great uh, Paul Robeson. Uh, Wallace had been the vice president under Roosevelt, but he was dumped in favor of Harry Truman, who, uh, <clears throat> who later uh, becomes president. He found they worked with something called a progressive party. And, uh, and many of the progressive actors and entertainers, as there are many uh, with Mr. Sanders, some with, of course, Mrs. Uh, Clinton, some, of course, with Mr. Uh, uh, Trump, some, of course, who were with Mr. Uh, Bush, but he had a progressive party. And ideas. Now understand, Du Bois, when he was in Germany at the turn of the last uh, century, uh, uh, he sees the movement of the German socialists, a uh, German, not the National Socialists, but the German Social Democrats, the progressive uh, uh, group. During this uh, period of time, also, as the progressive party forms, uh, uh, the Cold War is developing. The, Cold, the Americans and Russians had been allies uh, during the war, uh, but now they are uh, 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 bitter at hand. Uh, so the progressive. Uh, 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 party starts bringing out uh, ideas of corporate control and the rights of African Americans, the rights of African Americans to vote, the rights of, of women, and many activists have become involved. Du Bois, Paul Robeson, and of course the late uh, Pete Siegel, who just died uh, uh, about a, a year ago, uh, uh, about uh, uh, one year ago. Uh, he also becomes again becomes involved in issues around Africa. And, and, and found something called the Council of African Affairs. A couple of years ago, you, you all remember something called Trans-African. Trans-African is a movement that led the struggle uh, against apartheid. But before Trans-Africa, there was the Council of African Affairs. And it was led by a man named Doxy Wilkerson. Doxy Wilkerson was the uh, provost at Howard University and gave up his position as provost in order to work uh, uh, for these causes. He was a member of the Communist Party. The FBI uh, 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 found out and uh, did everything it could uh, for him never to work again. Robeson, as far as I know, was never a member of the Communist Party, but he never denounced uh, uh, communism anyway. Uh, the Council of African Affairs, also led by Alpheus Hutton, who wrote a wonderful book called Decisions on Africa, and perhaps the first great Africanist of the, uh, of the 20th century. Uh, and here you see his wife, uh, uh, Dorothy, and, uh, and, 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 and Paul Robeson and Dr. Du Bois uh, are there. As he, as he becomes active... Uh, 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 and these things, the Cold War uh, uh, is having a tremendous effect. Uh, but it's having a, tr a tremendous effect at the same time there's a movement to end decolonization. Decolonization in Egypt, decolonization in Vietnam, decolonization in Cambodia, decolonization in uh, uh, Jamaica, and throughout the, uh, in Haiti, and throughout the, uh, 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 the West. And he helps organize a, 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 a peace conference. Uh, and forms the, uh, 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 the uh, Paris uh, a conference uh, to support the Paris uh, Peace Accords. Uh, and there he's with uh, Victor uh, 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 who was who was the uh, New York City, uh, uh, famous New York City uh, councilman, and forms the Peace Information Center. But as, he, as he's protesting, he, uh, 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 very close to, uh, to the White House, uh, he's castigated because he's accused of being a foreign agent. He's no foreign agent because he has said Russia's not our enemy. So they demand that he sign uh, an oath that he's a foreign agent. He refused, and he's handcuffed uh, uh, when he's indicted at Union Square in, uh, in New York. And he says, I am 83 and have been treated as nothing but a, and you know the words uh, uh, from there. One day I'll, uh, uh, I'll play them for you. But he's still there, still sharp as a tack, still proud with his, with his shoes and his homebird uh, 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 there. And, of course, he's getting up in, in age. And soon he also plays another role in founding this magazine, one of the greatest magazines of the 20th century, again by uh, Esther Jackson, who I've shown you before. And part of it, and others, Jack O'Dell, who became the principal uh, international organizer for Jesse Jackson. And Shirley Graham Du Bois, his, 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 Nina Gomes, who died some years ago, Shirley Graham Du Bois, a children's book writer, and especially in Africa. And this new magazine, and you can see uh, with all the pictures, in the, and, and it features the writings of Kwame Nkrumah, 
uh, of Ghana, uh, uh, John Henry Clark, should be John Henry Clark, was a, a great writer, Paul Robeson, Lorraine Hansberry, Raising in the Sun, James Baldwin, as of course you know, and a great artist, Elizabeth Catlett, the great uh, printmaking artist who, uh, who's from Washington, D.C., graduated Dunbar High School a couple of years before Esther Jackson. And her statues are there uh, at the Howard University, but also in Mexico, as she marries Poncho, uh, 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 who was her husband uh, for many years. And, of course, the great Romare Bidding, one of the great leaders of American uh, art. And the publication uh, 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 launches the career of people like Alice Walker and, and, and many others. There's no place for progressives to end and write in and Harry Belafonte and, and others. And, 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 and this magazine becomes the key uh, 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 freedom magazine in the country. Uh, but soon, he, of course, he is getting old. He is disillusioned. And there he is with my uh, godmother, uh, Esther, and, and, and Jack. My god, he died uh, some years ago. Uh, he's in their house. Uh, how do they know him? Everywhere Du Bois went, there was a circle. And this notion of the talented tenth. Uh, the talented tenth was the idea that a tenth of the black population uh, would lead the race to freedom. He developed this notion at the beginning of the century. When he developed this notion, there were 9 million uh, African Americans. Uh, 90% were in the South. Of this 9 million, less than 20,000 had a college degree. Uh, uh, there were about uh, uh, 700 lawyers, about 250 doctors, about 17,000 uh, black e educators. Uh, there were about 17,000 preachers, but preachers unnecessarily educated. Preachers, uh, uh, Du Bois once said, the preacher is the most unique individual God has ever produced. Uh, part savant, part hustler, part, uh, part intellectual, part, part uh, 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 preacher. He is all things to all people. And uh, the preacher was, is indeed, African-American preacher is, is, is indeed a very unique and spellbounding, in many cases, progressive uh, uh, individual. But he had this notions of, of the talented temp to lead the race, and of course, it did not. Uh, he becomes disillusioned, and so in 1961, uh, 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 he decides to join the Communist Party and writes a letter to, uh, to his chair, uh, W.B. Du Bois. He also leaves, uh, left early and went to Ghana, and he went to Ghana to complete, uh, uh, there he is with, with Kwame Nkrumah. Kwame Nkrumah has studied at Lincoln University with Langston Hughes, so Kwame Nkrumah uh, uh, founded uh, the Convention Party in, uh, in, in Ghana and led the country uh, uh, to independence. And he invited Dr. Du Bois there to, uh, to work and help, uh, 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 to help uh, complete the book, the Encyclopedia Africana. And there he is at Freedom Hall. And Nkrumah uh, 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 is married to, uh, you, you see the suit he wears? I have a couple of those there called Nkrumah suits or others. And he's married there, uh, and that's Nkrumah's uh, 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 Egyptian wife. And his 95th birthday, they have it in Freedom uh, uh, Hall uh, there. And uh, he became, uh, and his goal was to complete this cyclopedia of Africana, which was to collect all information on all Africans and uh, people of African descent. And only a couple of years later uh, ago, it was uh, finally reprinted uh, and completed at, by the, at Harvard by, under the leadership of Henry Gates. Uh, and there in Ghana, he had many, many people come as he's completing his work. And, 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 and Ghana uh, gives him uh, citizenship. He renounces his own U.S. citizenship uh, there. Uh, uh, the next year in uh, America, as the March on Washington is being formed, uh, Roy Wilkins, and Roy Wilkins uh, uh, was a great man, but Roy Wilkins could not uh, tolerate Du Bois' uh, radicalism and in many ways uh, sort of asked him prematurely to take a, a volunteer uh, retirement, and, and Du Bois, of course, was fed up with that. He is, after all, Du Bois. He is, after all, trained in, in, in Europe. He does have these languages. He's not a, a mild man. He's not a uh, a man who, who lacks any confidence in himself. But Roy Wickham's comes to the podium and announced the death of, uh, of W.B. Du Bois, really the leader of the NAACP, the NAACP who had played a great role in organizing the March on Washington, and announced his, uh, his, uh, uh, his death. And Dr. King, uh, to end, Dr. King on, on Du Bois' birthday, uh, February 23, 1968, on, on the 100th uh, uh, anniversary uh, event, held again at, in, by Esther Jackson and others at New York's Carnegie Hall uh, in honor of the Freedom Ways then as a fundraiser. And he said, Dr. Du Bois was not only an intellectual giant exploring the frontiers of knowledge, he was in the first place a teacher. He would have wanted his life to teach us something about our task, our emancipation. Dr. Du Bois confronted the powerful structure of historic distortion and demolished it. He did not apologize for being black, and because of it, he was never handicapped. And so this was the life of, of W.B. Du Bois, perhaps our greatest intellectual. Thank you.
Now, I don't know how much time we have, a little time left, so let, let's have a little uh, a discussion uh, of Dr. Uh, du Bois let's, uh, for the next uh, 15 minutes. Uh, you all have a, a sheet I gave you of, of just uh, uh, some quotes. I find them uh, uh, quite fascinating. But if I were to ask you, what shaped this man? Uh, why did he become what he was? Just off your head, what would you tell me? Go ahead. Um, I think, like, because he was educated at such a young age, he was able to, like, have a love of learning that kind of was expressed throughout his entire life. And that, he realized, was the key to success in both his life and to the advancement of black people in America for, like, the future generations. Uh, thank you, because, you see, and you're exactly right, it's not enough just to be black or to be uh, oppressed, if you're oppressed, or if you're Jewish and you're oppressed, or if you're uh, Mongolian and you're oppressed, or if you're Hispanic. It's not just enough to feel oppression. You must find ways to fight the oppression. So it's not enough to say that I have, have, have been uh, 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 destroyed, but you must find ways. And he saw knowledge as being that way. He saw knowledge as not just being the property of, uh, of whites, but knowledge to advance uh, 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 the race. And that's why, of course, he had the differences with Du Bois, with Book T. Washington, because he saw education as a way. And so sometimes if I fuss at you all for not taking advantages of, of the great advantage you have, well, it's, it's for a reason. You were here, somebody's paying all this money for you, have the great opportunity, no matter what it is, to learn and to explore. If I say just leave the campuses and go out to the city to learn more about it, it's for a reason, because uh, each of us has a role uh, in society one way or another. And so that was uh, 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 Du Bois education. Anyone else? What made him, Stephanie? I think it's also important, like, one of the quotes you have here is he says, believe in life. I mean, I'm sorry, children will... uh, learn better from what you are than what you teach and he kind of practices what he preaches. So read it again. Children will... Well, I just lost it. Children will... Oh, children learn more from what you are than what you teach. And I think it's important to note that he really practices what he preaches. That's very interesting. I I have uh, two children. And, you know, we were, I wasn't always a teacher. I was a working man most of the time. And my wife and I was struggling to get the kids uh, through school. And uh, I got them into some of these one of these fancy schools up, up the street, St. Albans National Cathedral. And one of my uh, friends uh, said, Morris, you can't send your kids there. Uh, 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 th- they may learn, but they won't understand by being black. So I laughed at him. I said, in my house, he would just know. It's no problem because he would learn by me being. And not that black is something all in itself, but he would learn from my dignity. He would learn by, from the books. He and she would learn from the books in the house. They would learn from the company who comes in. They would learn from the affection that we give them. But they would also learn from uh, the demonstrations we go to in the marches. And they would learn by watching how hard their mother works as I'm trying to go to school uh, and, and, and the sacrifice of a mother. They would learn all those things. And so it's not always what you say. It's who you are. So as you walk around the campus and walk, uh, 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 with your head held high, then that sets an example. Something else on Du Bois that, that made him. What, what else made him? Go ahead. And do it. Um, I would add that what made him was not only studying what was happening, but also actually going down. Like, for example, when he was writing The Philadelphia Negro, when he actually went down and saw the conditions that people were living in, because there was a, if I remember, it was written. Um, with like in the backdrop of Plessy versus Ferguson and the idea that people thought that it was possible to be separate but equal, but very clearly when he went down there, it was not. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. So he goes to, to Philadelphia. It is an aftermath of some years after Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal. And he goes in Philadelphia, the, uh, the birthplace of, a, of American democracy, and he sees the conditions of African American. And it's the first that later on Gunnar Myrtle, the Swedish, does something called the, the American Dilemma. But here, Du Bois is doing this this hard, nitty-gritty work from neighborhood to neighborhood, asking questions, surveying. In another class tonight, we will, we will look at a book called Tally's Corner, which is about Washington, D.C., and the struggles of people. And it's a study. A person just went in one neighborhood, but Du Bois went in this whole uh, 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 city. To, uh, you know, I'm doing a study uh, uh, for the city in Washington, D.C., uh, uh, and trying to find uh, uh, about uh, why so many African Americans have been forced out. But the problem is that the city government... And the planners and people keep the statistics have no systematic way of keeping it. It's almost as if they didn't care. I suppose they do, but it's almost as if they didn't care. And so many African Americans are being forced out, and the city changes so much. 
and people who decry uh, gentrification, yet in some ways are happy with it because it creates a neighborhood where there are uh, 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 more young, well-off faces. But what about the people who've been forced out? So Du Bois' study was the first to really look at that day by day, educational, ec- economic. You see, uh, people talk about poverty, and, and, and often it's not understood. We have poverty in Washington, D.C. You have a, a kid who's 13, or well, let's say 6 or 7, and he's behind or she's behind because they didn't have the chance to go to preschool. And why don't they have these opportunities? Chances are maybe they're 6, maybe their mother's 20. And maybe the mother had a child very young and didn't have the opportunity or didn't take the opportunity. And I often go... Uh, the days I'm not teaching, I walk up to the corner store where I live, and I talk to the uh, to Mo, and Mo is from Guinea, and we sit down and talk about African things like that. Just get a cup of coffee before I go home and, and start reading and writing, and uh, and young kids will come into the store, four, five, and six, and they're coming in to get candy and things like that when they should be in preschool, but they're not. And so, if that person's is six, then their mother is what, maybe twenty, twenty-two. And then their grandfather is maybe 42, and the great-grandfather is maybe 62. So it's not just a generation, it's generations that have preceded them that may not have had opportunities. And, of course, there's no African-American man. The 7% of African-American men never finish high school in D.C. on time, which means, and if they have a record, then good job, they are not able to get them. So Du Bois was doing this study, but we've not learned as much about this study because we are not engaged in the, in, 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 in the day-to-day work to try to understand. It's not enough to say what the social problems are. One must try to solve them. Uh, du Bois also um, uh, uh, founded these organizations. So he's not just an intellectual, he's an organizer. And what does that say about him? Now, you know, Dr. King was, Dr. King was a great speaker, and they said all the jokes are that he couldn't organize himself out of a paper bag. But see, he didn't have to, because all he had to do was figure out the theory. He's with you, he's marching, so why was he necessary to do the day-to-day work? But uh, uh, in Du Bois, as he's organizing, he's not doing it. He's not writing the leaflets. Uh, it's not, t- today to organize is, is, is quite simple. You, I don't know all this stuff, you hashtag or you, you, know, you tweet or something like that, come out to it and people come out. But this is a, a different day. One has to do leaflets and has to develop, and they have to buy the paper, and they have to set the leaflets, they have to set the print, and get the, uh, and get the leaflet, and then they have to go out and distribute them. So it's not as easy uh, as it was before. If one wants to find a movement around Pan-Africanism, one has to get up and go to Paris and go to these other countries and meet these leaders. And so he has this unique ability to organize, but in a different way, by pure intellect. And, uh, and of course, as you look at it, his work, uh, I'd be remiss without saying that Du Bois is one of the early uh, writers on the condition of African-American women. He has a great appreciation of the role of African-American women. He wrote other books, Dark Water, Dark Princes, and many others that he appreciates. And why? I suppose for the same reason uh, I do, because he was raised by uh, uh, a single mother, and he was raised there, and he saw how hard she worked to produce for him. So he always had that great offense. So he's, so he's, he's making this list. It's part in jest, he says it. But he does have great, and then he, of course, uh, uh, has a daughter, Du Bois, uh, 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 Du Bois, uh, 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 her first name, uh, 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 Burkhardt, uh, uh, the son, and then his, his, his daughter. And then even when he marries again, Shirley Graham, he has a great appreciation for, uh, for that. And let's ask uh, 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 one more question. Why do you suppose uh, Du Bois saw the need to leave America? It's very complex. He's fought, he's been, uh, he's fought, uh, participated uh, in the struggles around World War I, World War II, the founding of the United Nations. He writes books, he goes down south to stop lynchings. But then, at a certain point, he feels necessary to leave. No one should ever feel that way, but he felt the necessity to leave at the age of perhaps 91. And what's happening during that time? What's happening in the early 60s? Yes? Uh-huh. And, 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 it's, and, and concurrently on the other side, what is happening? Opposition to the civil rights movement. Well, opposition to the civil rights movement. But the great period of political repression that starts with the McCarthy period, starts in, 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 in the early 50s, starts right after World War II is ended and lasts for generations where people like uh, Du Bois are arrested, where Paul Robeson's passport is taken, 
uh, uh, where uh, my godfather, Jack, they was put in a, a jail and did something called run underground, which means he didn't see his wife for four or five years as he has to go and live in a, in, in, in a farm somewhere in, uh, in Idaho because uh, uh, the FBI is chasing him because he's accused of being a communist. And perhaps uh, uh, he wasn't. Everybody had to sign a lawyer's law. So it's a great period of political repression. Uh, you have other things, the Bay of Pigs uh, and, 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 and invasion in Cuba. Americans, uh, uh, contradiction with Russia that had been his allies, uh, 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 the space race, all those things. But thousands of, of blacks whose passports are taken, many are denied the jobs. One has to sign a large oath. Have you ever? Are you now? Have you ever been? If you saw the movie Trumbo, you saw uh, 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 what's happening in Hollywood. Many great writers are blacklisted, lose jobs, and a great period of political repression. And so Du Bois feels that. In fact, enough credit is not given to Martin Luther King because it's a civil rights movement and it's fighting and bringing in people like Bob Dylan and Pete Seeger and Dick Gregory and Harry Belafonte and many other leaders like that across the board that helps bring in and usher in the end of the uh, Cold War. But he has to leave because of that. In the end, Du Bois uh, 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 goes to Africa, but he goes there with the mission that he always wanted, and that was to write this uh, uh, magazine, write this uh, book, uh, Encyclopedia Africana. So we'll end with that and uh, have a nice break and uh, 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 think about what you're going to write your next papers on. And, and always, when you write your next papers, hope they're better than the first ones. And, uh, and they will always be. And uh, <laughs> thank you. So, and and I'll, uh, I'll, give papers, I'll give your papers out uh, uh, today and then we can discuss them. Okay? Thank you. Thanks for listening to C-SPAN's Lectures in History. Be sure to check out our Q&A podcast for intriguing hour-long conversations with people who are making things happen. On this week's episode, Jessica Dulong talks about her book, Saved at the Seawall, which tells the story of the largest and fastest maritime evacuation in history, which occurred on September 11, 2001 when over 500,000 people were taken off the island of Manhattan by boat. Find it and follow wherever you get your podcasts.